can't even begin to tell you guys how happy I am right now. Can't even begin to tell you how happy I am right now. Welcome into the Plank Show. Yes, I get to work for three hours today. Uh, Josh doesn't have to work for 86. What are you on, like your 100th hour of radio today, Josh? (laughs) How mad were you at me yesterday? Like on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being meh, 10 being I hate you. Where were you in that anger knowing how much you had to actually work yesterday and then we had the mess that we had? Not really at all. Close to a 1 or a 2. I wasn't upset. Because, see, I listened. I was listening when we finally uh, got back. And, and on the bus a little bit, um, I was listening to you and Tyler McComas. And you were going through some of the text messages. And there was this part of me that at that point it registered. I was like, dang, man. Josh had to. And I listen, the heads up came at like midnight on Wednesday night. Where it's like, dude, this Thursday show may be you. So there was a skosh of a heads up, but not a lot. Um. So I was like, dang, man. And, and I would, I mean, did Parker get in yesterday? He did, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Well, see, because I kind of felt bad because I thought maybe Parker wasn't able to get in. So then you not only had to do this show, but then you had to take care of 12 to, to 3. And then the next thing you know, you're on from 3 to 6. But at, at my, I can feel better if I know it was 9 to noon and 3 to 6 for you yesterday. Yes. Yeah, I did have a little reprieve, which was gigantic yesterday. I can't get out of my neighborhood. I mean, I don't. First of all, welcome into the Plank Show. It is a snowy Friday. As I understand it, unless there was something that broke from my walk from my house out to my garage studio. Well, let me let me back up a little bit. The attempt to get out of the neighborhood this morning was laughable. And if anyone happens to have. Uh, any types of cameras just in my neighborhood. Y'all can be millionaires right now watching uh, watching me try to get out of this neighborhood. Be- and, and again, we go up. Uh, I-, I live in an area in Goldsby where there's a fairly narrow passage. It's not, I mean, a car can fit through it. Two can't, but one can't. So like when one car is, you see another car come the other way, you're like, oh, come on down, bro. We're good. So I'm at the bottom of this hill. And I don't even, Josh, it was like one of those where I got out of the car and I looked at it and I shook my head. I'm like, this ain't happening. So as I tried to get back in my car, I slipped and I almost fell. But so there's a hill that you have to go up in order to get out of the neighborhood. In my neighborhood, there's about, let's see, one, two, three, four cars, or four houses down here that have to deal with it. Now, again, lived here for two years. Everyone around me pretty much has a a four-wheel drive and, and a big truck where they can get out. I'm still in my Ford Edge world soon to change so yeah it was a little bit more challenging to me so strike one on me but yet thankfully I'm one of those nerds that has his own setup here and because Josh can get out of his house because TJ does have a truck it kind of saves my bacon a little bit so there's bonus number one for me this morning but bonus number two is is since I I haven't done anything like literally I walked out here turned the heater on listened to Porter and when Porter was done I was like Oh, we have a we have a whole show that may have just broke in the last two hours. So there's there's my disclaimer to say I haven't lived on Twitter yet. I'm putting a podcast together. So has my understanding is everything is a go. The only person who may have a problem getting out is your boy. Everyone else, Josh, looks like Jim is on tonight. Looks like wrestling is on tonight. Look like women's hoops is on tomorrow. Everything's a go, right? Right. So far as we know, yeah, sounds that way, looks that way. 
my wife even she came she goes um i think i'm gonna go to the gymnastics meet tonight i'm like you're not we're not getting out of this neighborhood until tomorrow y'all better get tight with each other because and also by the way there's no road crew coming to save us either now i may be able to talk my neighbor up the hill into using his <clears throat> tractor to to kind of use a use a way to to, to make this passable but all, all good, right? All good in the Norman Hemisphere in order to be able to do a show tonight. All right, a, a game, games tonight. <laughs> yes, we, we are all good. And I, finally saw some people out getting some work done on some of these roads around Norman. So that'll be a positive as well. They are still putting together the official numbers according to the Norman Weather Service this morning. And I don't know... Uh, who got the worst of it? Did we – worse, worse, worse? Who got the worst of it? Did we get it? Did Tulsa get it? Did, I don't know, Wyandotte? Who ended up getting the worst of it from what you've been able to calculate of this winter storm right now? Well, that's a great-looking question. It would help <laughs> if I would watch uh, some of the news reports oh, out there. news is overrated. I, Come on. I could tell you that we got it pretty good here in Norman and Oklahoma City. So, okay. Um, here is – I was posing this yesterday because, listen – Last night, Auburn, Alabama, looks like we may have a coaching change. We'll get to details of that. I'm not even kidding. A change this late in the cycle. Let's go. So we'll get to that. Um, Jimbo Fisher keeps going. I know you guys have talked about it a lot. You talked about it a lot yesterday. I'm going to kind of defend but also question Jimbo Fisher. I had a weird dream last night. I had a melatonin dream that I was explaining to Lincoln Riley why everyone was mad at him because he didn't get it. So I'll, I'll explain. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, dude. We were on a plane going to a softball game, and I was having. He's like, I, I just don't understand why people are mad. I was like, Are you being serious right now? He goes, Yeah, I don't get it. I'm like, uh, Let's. I got a dry erase board. I'm gonna take this in timeline, and you tell me if this makes any more sense. And then I woke up. But Lincoln's in the news for reasons other than a melatonin-induced dream where he doesn't understand why Sooner fans are mad. No, no, no. Lincoln is standing up against the transfer portal. Am I understanding that correctly? So we'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. I know some of that's old news. Brent Venables went out and kind of made up for what was already an in- an electric zoom that he did with the media. He, uh, on signing day, I guess they had connectivity issues, or not I guess, they had connectivity issues, and it kind of cut things short. So uh, Brent said, let's just do it again today. Let's sit down, we'll do it again today. And they had, what, a 90-minute sit-down with the coach? So I've got all the highlights from that. Josh, you got some assistant coach stuff uh, stuff you found? Yeah, I thought it was great what Coach Venables had to say. I mean, he was asked. Oh, okay. Asked he, about him. Yes. Right. A- asked about the assistant coaches, Miguel Chavis and Jay Valai. And the answer he gave on both was awesome. It wound up spiraling a little bit backwards into okay. some things that he learned while at Kansas State. So that was one of, I think, seven, maybe eight questions that got asked to Brent Venables yesterday in that Hour and a half uh, awesome. Zoom availability. That's, and, and by the way, so we'll tag that with hearing for the first time from Miguel Chavis. How's that sound on the show today? So that that's all coming up. So we got a lot of sports we're going to get to on the show today. So can I have like my 
goofy, not sports, no question real quick? If, if I promise you all of that and all that sooner talk, can I have one quick moment of, 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 of weather questions? Because here's what I want to know. The ice storm of 19 was bad, right? That was, was it 19 or 20? It was 20, excuse me. The ice storm of 20. When we, when we lost, I think I was stuck home for much longer than just a day, but we lost a lot of power. There were a lot of issues on that. Pipes were bursting all over the city. That was pretty bad. But I moved here in 2015. I, I don't know if I've seen a more significant snow accumulation in the now seven years that I've been in Norman. I would maybe even take it a step further, though we've been hit by like some random March and April snowfalls. I don't know if I've seen one quite this significant maybe in over, gosh, I don't know, a decade across green country. Now, I know out in the panhandle, y'all get hit with some freak snowstorm, and next thing you know, you got a foot of snow. I, I, I don't know how to describe it or explain it except to say, I'm sorry. But I, I don't know if we've had accumulation like this, Josh, in quite a while. We had a, we had a pretty, pretty good little snowstorm last year, did we not? But I don't remember. That's <laughs> I, why I'm asking. I think we did, yeah. I, I think we – this time last year, we, yeah, we had a, a pretty good snowstorm. But this is, this is serious, though. It, it feels as, as bad, similar to last year. It's uh, – tough to get around out there it's getting better but uh, certainly not worth being out if you you don't have to and like where you're at plank there's plenty of places that you just can't get out unless you have the right vehicle for it no you you are 1000 percent correct 1000 percent correct Uh uh-oh already this early in the show we have an update. Is this like a record? All right. So, Unsolved Mysteries update. Immediately after this report aired, callers to the Plank Show, that's how they would usually do it on the show, have informed us that late last night, the women's gymnastics team, actually it was yesterday afternoon, have moved tonight's meet to Sunday. Update. So the TWU matchup will now be Sunday, Sunday, Sunday against, I don't even know what TWU's nickname is. Do you? Uh, No, I do not. Hold on. TWU women's gymnastics. I'm going to go with like the Lions. You want to take a guess? Uh, <laughs> the Lions. uh Tigers is always a good guess. Pioneers. Ah! I almost said Cowboys, which would have been close. That would have been close. So there is our update on the show today. All right, so you remember one from last year that seemed to be fairly significant. I think it was right about this time. Was it really? Like a year ago. You know what? That was the ice storm, right? Or no? Because that's when we had our whole schedule shifted for softball. We had an ice storm, and then we had several weeks later a heavy dose of snow. 
Good times. I think I might. I think I. I'm sorry. I might have missed that one. I think it was in Palm Springs. <laughs> no, actually, we didn't travel to Cali last year, did we? Ugh. All right. So there's your weather. Be smart. I would say give the. Here, here's part of the problem that I've noticed, at least kind of near my hood, is everyone did a good job of trying to get some, maybe if it was salt down or sand down or whatever. But when they did that early, they realized, oh, we're getting a lot of snow, so we'll wait and, and truly clear the roads whenever this all clears out. But that then, from what had melted early, iced back over and has made driving a little bit more risque. Because of just, I think, what might have been some poor decision-making on that front. So, just be smart if you got to get out. Um, hopefully, you were able to get all the milk and bread that you needed. And you'll be good to go this weekend. All right. Enough tomfoolery. Let's get to the sports. It is a Friday edition of the Plank Show. And when we come back, Brent Venables from yesterday. What did we learn? What stood out? what caught our eye, and much more. Plus, I've still got more stories from the road. You know, we didn't get back last night until like 4 o'clock. So this show started with us getting on a bus to hit the road from Fort Worth to Norman, and we got back at 4. And I got some stories to share from that next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. It is a Friday edition with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. You want to get in here, you're chilling at home, do it. 405-329-9000. 405-329-9000. The, why did I just forget our text line? Our Air Comfort Solutions text line is 405-651-3439. And the show is always on on Twitter, at Plank Show. That's at Plank Show at Josh on Ref, and everybody should be following us, at Sports Talk 1400, at 947, the Ref, at Buzz Tulsa. So the drive-in was a little bit better today is what you're telling me, Josh? It was about the same. Uh, I didn't get stuck today, though, so that part was definitely better. I got stuck. Where? Right, right at about, you know, leaving the neighborhood. I got off my street to the next street, turned right, there was already a car pile up, and so I had to slow down, and then we were stuck. But got a little push, and away we went. Good Samaritans, man. I didn't so, get to say thank you, which uh, I feel bad about. Well, you if just got to go in that Thank you. They, you got to go, man. It's If you spend time saying thank you. Thank you. Then they could be pushing again. You're like, wait, wait, hold on. I need you again. But I'm not going to say thank you this time. Just know that I'm grateful. <laughs> oh, we got uh, so our drive yesterday, which started at literally what right at like 9 a.m. We we went around the bus. We left from Fort Worth. With, I was with OU women's basketball. They went on the road, got a huge win over Baylor, and all the Baylor coaches done has cried about it since. Oh my gosh! And then this 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 woman wants some medal for caring about the players and then wants to grinch and moan because she cared about the players. Have you listened to any of this? No. Let's hear it. Well, uh, here's the problem. If I play it now, it's going to become a whole segment and I'm going to yell and scream and I'm going to get mad. I'm going to get triggered. 
So I figured I'll just save my anger until I get my second cup of coffee. Okay, reasonable. Is that cool? Because, and bro, it's four minutes. It's four. Richard Marta sent it to me last night. I hadn't heard it. The girls in the bus were listening to it. And I'm not real familiar with the new Baylor coach. But, man, she uh, she wanted to do everything to blame showing up late for the loss but then also wanted to award herself a medal because she allowed the game to happen even though they showed up late. <laughs> I did have to I, – I should say, I loved on the ESPN Plus broadcast, they had the sideline reporter catch up with her at halftime. Right. Game's obviously tied. It's 38 apiece. And I think the question was – well, how did you feel about the first half? And basically she said, well, we stunk. I hated everything. <laughs> Nothing was good. Everything we did was awful. You know, it's just there's different types of leadership. And, and by the way, I, I don't blame anyone for being upset about that, but it was, it was really unavoidable. It was unavoidable. Uh, and you can say that, well, they, they could have come in earlier. All right, that's fine. That's a fair point. But there were reasons why they didn't. Or they would have. So, I hope you're never in that situation, Baylor. But I digress. So, we left Fort Worth at like 9 a.m. And we had all made a bet. Uh, Jackson, one of the student managers, who's awesome. And, and by the way, when I say bet, there's 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 no money. We were just, God, don't want Toby Baldwin mad at me. It, it's, 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 in the, it's in the fun sense of it. We'd set an over-under from Fort Worth to the LNC, Josh, at five hours. Over. Well, we went over, bro. Uh, (laughs) Not even close to being close to the under. What's funny is, let's see, I've I've downloaded and I'm now a Waze guy. So, I'm all about Waze instead of Apple Maps or whatever. So... For instance, if just to give you an idea, if we were jumping on the road and we were going to Fort Worth right now, it would be two hours and 45 minutes. And that's with some of the issues that we have with the, with the highway and the snow, right? So I'm like, it's, it's Fort Worth. Like, it's, it's even with snow and delays, three hours tops. I'm banging the under. So you had a group, about five of us that were having fun with it. I started the stopwatch as soon as we left. I'm like, everyone go to the start now. We left. Bro, we're cooking. We're making great time. Now, there's a few concerns along the ways, right? You see, we saw a turned over cement truck. In fact, I think it literally happened moments before we got there. Oh, like, my literally. goodness. Yeah, it was scary. There was on the other side heading south while we're heading north. Like, there's a dude that's jumped out of a minivan. Right, Jackson? There's a dude that's jumped out of a minivan that is running towards this turnover cement truck. I'm like, wow. All right, keep going straight. I mean, I again, what am I going to do? Stop the bus. No, we got to go. So we got an under to hit. By the way, think everyone was okay in that accident. The guy was walking out of the cement truck too. So we were cooking. We get just south of the Wayne Payne exit. Which, to me, the Wayne Payne exit is like home sweet home. Oh, we made it, baby. Right, right? (laughs) I'm on my way. And, you know, that's also Kaylee Clifton's hometown, so I'm still waiting for the 
home of two-time national champion Kaylee Clifton, all-time hit-by-pitch leader in OU softball history, Kaylee Clifton, Wayne Payne exit. And I can see it. And I also see taillights. And I noticed, too, as we were approaching the Wayne Payne exit, that there were a few truckers that were just off on the side of the road. And I thought, huh, this seems odd. But we're making the under is a hit. We are making incredible time. We are going to get there with minutes to spare. Not minutes. What am I talking about? An hour to spare. Bus stops. Car in front of us stopped. Cars and cars and cars in front of us stop. We're not moving. We are at a complete standstill at about 12.45, 1 o'clock. Hour out. I'm still thinking, oh, this is fine. We're good. They're going to clear this out quickly. And then, you know, we started realizing that the wreck was about four miles in front of us. Which actually it wasn't. It was like four cars in front of us. And we sat there, Josh. And we sat there. And we sat there. There were, uh, there was a moment where they started realizing that rations needed to be taken care of. So we started digging for all the snacks. Found the snacks. At one point, it became so dire that we were eating carrots. And I wondered... Now, here's the funny part is literally I probably could have put my coat on and walked to a Brahms and got us a bag of burgers. So I don't think we were ever going to be at a spot where it was, all right, someone's got to sacrifice themselves for the good of the women's basketball team. Who's going to give up their body so we can have a meal tonight? All right. We were never going to reach that point, though it felt like it at some time. Right. We sit there and I don't do you in the in your mind know the longest you've ever sat in a traffic jam. Not off the top of my right. head. I don't know. I I don't know of a time when I've really been stuck. And maybe this was karma kind of getting back at me. We sat there. And we sat there. And bro, we sat there. We had to be stuck for, I don't know, maybe an hour and ten minutes. Maybe. I and again, it seemed like we were there for 24 hours when I'm sure it wasn't that long. <laughs> we sat there for two days. Bro, it was five minutes. But no, legit, it was a thorough delay that we were in the midst of. And it was it was pretty awesome. I know that sounds terrible. Everyone seemed to be okay from the wreck that happened in front of us. But they broke out a boombox at one point. Now, granted, they went, so that makes this trip much easier. I had to do a little radio work from the bus, which – was not even going to be a thought of mine for the afternoon. So it became quite the uh, the enjoyable hour, 10-minute delay. Now, I'm sure it wasn't for the coaches or the coaching staff, but it was like, okay, well, we're stuck here. Let's make the most of it. So then we finally get going. We pull into the LNC parking lot. I stop the timer. Josh, the overall trip back from Fort Worth, Texas, to Norman, Oklahoma, last night, six hours, 25 minutes, and 23 seconds. So we were still going over even even if you uh, didn't get stuck for that hour and Do 10 you know minutes. What? It, it makes me think that we were stuck there longer than that. 
It does. I don't know if anyone wants to confirm and or deny that. I don't know if uh, if Grant Wade, Jim Wade was there whenever we, uh, we I say landed, we arrived. So we had a rock star welcoming committee. But, yeah. So why were you stuck? It Just because it switched to a one-lane highway? No, or? there was a jackknife semi in front of us. Oh, man. Yeah. When we finally got through, it looks like they had pulled, like the semi had jackknife and blocked both lanes. And it seemed like it had happened fairly recently. So, you know, timing's always amazing. Thankfully, we weren't anywhere near that. But it, it appeared to happen fairly close to us, maybe a mile in front of us. And, uh, yeah, we were just stuck there for a little bit. It's, it's unavoidable. And it was down to about one. I, I think it was in a construction zone, too. So it was down to one lane anyway. Yeah. And then we get back, and guess what the women's basketball team does? They're working out. How cool is that? You want to talk about commitment? These, these ladies get off uh, – uh, a win for the ages, a, uh, a a kind of unexpected night in Fort Worth, a six-and-a-half-hour bus ride, and what do they do? They go and they start working on their game. So cool. But there is my story from yesterday. Uh, anything else to add on the travel fund? <laughs> Outside of it involved Josh having to then do two radio shows instead of his normal one. What would you say was your favorite, most memorable part of the trip home? Good question. I think that moment whenever you started to realize that what we're experiencing is is something that you'll you'll remember for the rest of your life. Like I'll never forget, it was kind of similar to Manhattan when we had the the plane breakdown, right? When the OU football team I want to say what year was that? Was that like 15, 16 maybe? When the uh plane 16. When the plane had its issues and we couldn't take off from Manhattan, Kansas. And so we were just stuck in the airport. Team was like inside the the airport. We were in the plane and finally we're like, we're going inside. And there was all the food. There was Whataburger, fried chicken. It was amazing. So it reminded me a lot of that. But I think there was a moment when we got on the bus. um, And, you know, you're getting college, Chris, on that bus, Josh. Because I hadn't, sh- I, I I didn't have any of my, I didn't have any overnight stuff, right? I didn't think we were going to end up staying. I was warned about it, but we were kind of in a rush. Whenever they called and said, "Let's go," so I'm like, "Let's go." And uh, yeah, so you got no deodorant, no tooth. My teeth weren't brushed. Hair wasn't done. Wearing the same clothes from the night before. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. But just, I think the realization in what everyone had to overcome, and then in that. Knowing how big that win was for him, too, right? In all of this and all this talk of the travel, and Eric Bailey wrote an, uh, an article about it for the world. We talked about it for two days. I think what's lost in all of that, Josh, that's one hell of a win for them on Wednesday night in Waco. Oh, hell of a win. Huge, huge win. I mean, first time they've swept Baylor since what, the 2009 10 season? Baylor's been the preeminent force in this conference over the last decade, and Oklahoma had multiple moments where they could have blinked a little bit in that basketball game down in Waco early and then uh, late as well, and they did not. They found a way to make plays, and I love the unselfishness of the game-winning play. Matty Williams assists off to Liz Scott, and Scott wins it. Incredible. Matty Williams and... 
Nalisa Smith going at it is something that was pretty awesome because those are two players that are going to play in the WNBA, and and it was just fun to see them go at it, and they went at it. Um, so good stuff. It, it was that's probably at the core of all this, Josh. The part that I'll never forget is the fact that it came off a a big time win. The trip home would have been a little bit different temperament if that game had turned out differently. I don't think I would have been um, trying to do radio call-ins or anything if we had lost that game. (laughs) Probably not. I think I just would have sat there and quietly listened to every Eric the Midget, uh, Eric the Actor, excuse me, uh, marathon that I could. I listened to 0.0 about 12 times, Josh. I just want to make that very clear. Um, All right, listen, I owe you Brent Venables. There's my diary from the trip. I would encourage everyone to get out and support OU Women's Basketball this Saturday against West Virginia, 3 p.m. inside the LNC. That was my last game that I'm scheduled to call. So it was a fun year. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope um, I hope I get to do more games in the future. That was, that was really fun. Uh, Brian and I think Taylor have you the rest of the way. In the meantime, we'll take a timeout and we'll come back and we'll hear from Brent Venables talking about Jay Valai and Miguel Chavis next. All right, where do you want to start on the – Brent Venable's stuff here, Josh. Do you want to start with the how long he's thought about his staff, or do you want to start with Miguel Chavis and Jay Valai? Let's start with Miguel and Jay Valai because it's not as long of a cut. <laughs> well, here here is one thing that we'll add to is we'll hear later in the show from Jay Valai and Miguel Chavis and kind of giving us some of their perspective too. But here is Coach Venables talking about those two dudes. Jay and Miguel both, boy, they're both so unique. Um, tons of energy, lots of life. Um, they're wise beyond their years. Uh, they bring so much to the table when it comes uh, from relationships to football acumen. Uh, just really advanced when it comes to um, the ability to teach uh, and also to be able to um, articulate uh, football 101 uh, to be able to have more than hold their own in the in the uh, staff room and then um, their b- ability to connect with players is really really special and uh, but just bring a ton of energy they're super humble guys uh, they love the Lord they're great husbands and fathers and uh, just just like they we hit the home run uh, with those guys they're just uh, and they're just scratching the surface on their on their young careers. But, man, I, I didn't flinch. Like, those were my, my first rounders, and uh, we were able to get them right away. And, and both of them, both of them, the very first conversation when I reached out to them, both having, you know, great opportunities where they were at, they, neither one of them flinched. They were like, yeah, when, when do you need me to be there? And uh, so, for me, that was really cool. Uh, and, uh, and, and even in the short amount of time they've been here, it's just been uh, validated over and over. He is, I mean, dead on, right, Josh? The very first hiring we heard of was Miguel Chavis. So when he says it's his number one, number one, uh, and Jay Valai, listen, there had been a lot of buzz about a quarterback's coach, but there hadn't really been anything because Jay Valai was busy coaching and (laughs) trying to win a national championship for Alabama. So I think that's... You know, I, I won't lie. Whenever I saw Miguel Chavis, I didn't know what to think because I didn't know much about Miguel Chavis. 
and I was, you know, deep down inside kind of hoping that Jamar Cain might have an opportunity because I think he's great, or Calvin Thibodeau. But, and they're both great coaches. Tibbs going to crush it down in Dallas, and I think Jamar Cain's already doing special things in Baton Rouge. But everything I hear about Miguel Chavis is just to-the-moon energy and excitement. And both of these guys were part of helping Oklahoma close strong on National Signing Day. Chavis with Cavante Henry with R. Mason Thomas, uh, Grayson Halton, and Jamarian Burt with uh, Jay Valai. So both of those guys, when he says they've made their impacts felt over and over already, you saw that just a couple of days ago on National Signing Day. I loved what he said, too, uh, about developing coaches in that next clip. Do we have time for it? Ah, maybe we should take it, T.O. We right, could well, probably listen, squeeze it in. Look, look at us, Josh. We're on the clock. If we take a timeout right now, we're taking a timeout when you're supposed to, according to the Ref Radio Network Bible. What do you say we live right in hour one? Seeing that I already broke the clock in hour two. Or, or, or in segment two. All right, quick break. There's uh, part one of Brent Venables. We got tons to get to on the show today from BV, including just his overall thoughts on both men, Jay Valai and Miguel Chavis, and putting together the coaching staff next. Last night, the on three story that I, I think I sent to you in our group DM, which, by the way, if you want to join our group DM, I'm just kidding, it's all notes. <laughs> it's really kind of boring. Actually, I won't say that. It's really show information. Is wouldn't you say that, Josh? It's yeah. It's it's how we share with one another. That's right. Stories that we want to talk about on air. It's oh, how we prep. send it. So the Mike, it's sitting here in my about to send thing. Uh, Brian Harson's immediate future at Auburn is very much in question because now the on three story was behind a paywall, so that's probably why I didn't send it because I'm like, well, I'm not going to send this. But I hadn't really dug too deep into it. But apparently there's been an issue involving an alleged relationship. Is that right, Josh, with one of the members of the Auburn recruiting staff? Yes, that's what's kind of making the rounds out there. Uh, oh, boy. And my man, Brian Harson is he's got a big family. I mean, they got a they got a bunch of kids. So, the head coach of Auburn had been the co-offensive coordinator at Texas, but you know, uh, apparently there's some there's some issues that have taken place this offseason, right? Derek Mason has been fired. He ended up at Oklahoma State allegedly. Um and then they had the whole incident with his offensive coordinator who stepped away from the game after basically being hired. And there is an alleged affair that took place with his assistant. Now, again, we've got to be careful with this because we saw how these rumors got spread out of control maliciously and without merit just a month and a half ago here involving the Oklahoma story, right, Josh? So, I mean, if if he's in trouble, he could easily be in trouble because he's not very good at his job. It doesn't have to be because something else has happened. 
And I think, it's just me, I think this is going to become a trend. That, you know, you'll see if there's any wavering whatsoever after a late signing day. I think there might be a situation where they're like, bleep this guy, let's go. Let's, 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 let's have a coordinator, let's see who we can get. And I think that, I think that if USC were to look back, they probably would have fired Clay Helton at this point last year. I think you look at most coaches who get fired midseason, they would have been gone at this point last year outside of a Dan Mullen because the bottom just fell out. But that's where that's where I kind of like pause for a moment and say, to me, let's let's be careful with throwing this out there because just because someone uh, uh, just because someone who is attractive works in a football office doesn't necessarily mean that immediately there's a relationship going on with the head coach. But I think the toothpaste is already out of the tu- uh, tube as it uh, refers, or at least it relates to Ecclesi Crochet, right? I-, I don't think I can stop that one. Indeed. And, I mean, something's in the water at Auburn. I- I'm not saying that there's any of that going on with the relationship stuff or whatever, but to – have Derek Mason leave and and go to Oklahoma State and the offensive coordinator's there for just a cup of coffee. Something's happening. Something is up. You're absolutely right. So we'll keep tabs on this. I don't know how it'll affect OU if at all, but just a story worth keeping an eye on. Now, True Sooner, hang in there because I'm going to get to your call right after the top of the hour and yours too at 405-329-9000. But – as we dig for the latest on Auburn's coaching vacancy, we know Oklahoma's set. And Brent Venables has thought a long time about his coaching staff. Here's what he had to say about putting it all together. A, a long time. And, you know, again, I've always been focused on being a great teammate, being loyal, being being great right where my feet are. I've just never um, – I'm not a big a network kind of guy. I'm certainly not a um, – I got a strong opinion on stuff, but I'm not a self-promoter. I've just always believed I'm trying to be a great teammate, being patient. Um, I want to do a great job for the players that I, I coach. I didn't ever want them. I asked them to give me everything they got. And so, you know, I've always felt very indebted uh, and very loyal to, to my players. Every Like, I want to do everything I can to help my players, all the way till the ball snapped uh, sometimes, you know, and – I never want to let them down. And the, the other thing can be said for the people I work with, the co- my colleagues. I, I think about their families every day. I think about their kids. I think about the, the head coach that I, that I work for and how much he's counting on me to do not a good job, but to be my best. And um, just I've, I always said, man, if I get hired, like when I, when I got hired as a graduate assistant, man, I'm going to be the best GA ever. And, um, and I've always just had this uh, um, appreciation for my opportunity and I've never ever uh, taken it for granted and um, and so I've all that's my expectation for everybody else too players coaches um, staff Um, one of the best things that Bill Schneider did was he coached coaches so man I was always taking notes of that and um, I thought and I've had opportunity even as 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 a coordinator to coach coaches too you know you coach your players but you also coach your staff that you're empowered to um, to lead and so I've been leading and, and coaching coaches and, in my mind, developing uh, coaches uh, in my role for a very, very long time. But I like that. 
I like that a lot. Uh, we're we're going to hear more of that coming up to kick off hour number two. Uh, and I've got the full press conference, so we'll we'll hit it all and chop it all up. But, dude, hearing that, I think just shows you the kind of guy Brent Venables is. If you look at life in a broad view, and I think this is this is something that I've had to accept as to where I am in my life and in, in my my age. I probably spent a lot of my early part of my life, you know, always kind of worried about keeping a job. You know, never wanting to, never wanting to get fired, <laughs> having a family to feed, uh, and I still—I mean, that's that's a concern I think for everyone day in and day out. But as I've gotten older, I I want to invest in younger dudes. I want Josh to have the freedom to to where I can be like, bro, I'm stuck on a bus, <laughs> I can't get to the show, and he can do it. Or to see uh, guys like Matt Reynolds get the opportunities they are. Tyler, even though you know Tyler's a little bit closer to our age, our, our interns. You want to help everyone get better. I've never liked that. Brent Venables was like that from day one. That's awesome. He's been coaching coaches from day one because he's been pre- uh, preparing for this moment. How cool is that? All right, more from Brent Venables. Your calls as well at 329-9000. Plus, we're going to hear from Nick Evers. And Dylan Gabriel, this hour coming up next on the Home of Center Fans.